What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Scoopy Scoops. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Colin Stevens is back. Hey, gamers. We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we'll, we'll be checking in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity. First time, yeah. <laughs> first time in the new year. Uh, we'll be helping out a, a, a fellow member of Scoop Nation who wants to get into Final Fantasy but doesn't know where the correct entry point is. But first, They're numbered. No, they are numbered. <laughs> but are they all sequels? But first, uh, we finally find ourselves in a position when there are lots of big games with release dates on the horizon. Which mean, and of course, a lot of them are, are rated M. That's just what video games are like. Which means it's a good time to check in with our recurring feature, real mature video games. Oh man, <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is we got both my favorite segments this week. <laughs> real mature video games. This is where uh, I've taken um, a look at some upcoming M-rated games. They're all unreleased, and I've taken the official ESRB descriptions of the content that earned them. They're M rating, and we'll see uh, if everyone can guess what the games are. Let's jump right into we it. We never can. <laughs> I know you often do. Jump right into it with our, our first game here. Remember, these are all upcoming M-rated games. Mm-hmm. Our first game, uh, the, the F word and the S word can be heard in the dialogue. Oh, Some no. characters are depicted with partially exposed breasts and buttocks. The game contains some sexual material, such as a character caressing and straddling a man in bed. What's a partially exposed buttocks? Is that like just like a plumber's crack? One, one cheek. Yeah, one, one cheek. cheek. Side cheek? Half of a cheek. Uh, there are references to prostitution, sexual moaning sounds in a brothel, and dialogue such as, I'd be happy to show you, provided I can afford it. And thank you for your service. My chamber is just upstairs. Chamber. Okay, that sounds medieval, right? Yeah, it yeah. does. That's that's a that's a good clue. Tears of the Kingdom, probably, right? <laughs> it's it's um, links. It's links partially these, exposed, but that's you, that's Link's real adventure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said these are all uh, upcoming games, right? Upcoming games. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This sounds so like it, some sort of open world like RPG where you can optionally do this. That's the vibe. Or it's it. only in a brothel. That's it. That's the whole game. <laughs> Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry 11. Brothel Simulator. Leisure um, Suit Larry negative 11. <laughs> Medieval Times. I, I would have guessed like Witcher or something, but I, you know, obviously it's not upcoming. I have, yeah. I have, more, I have more info. Cutscenes depict acts of violence and blood. A character's hands are severed by a sword. A guard's throat oh. is slipped by a knife. A character is impaled through the chest and a prisoner's shoulder is stabbed and twisted by an interrogator's blade. Is this <sighs> Final Fantasy 16? It sure is. Yeah. Goodness me. I remember it being incredibly violent in like what we've seen so far. And so once you and, started getting into the violence angle, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. there is sex in that game. So Yeah. yeah. Also violent and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, many butts have been in Final Fantasy so far? Maybe, maybe we'd have to get oof. a different... I mean, figure that out. there's a lot of you. The, sometimes the Shiva summons get a little say, spicy. Yeah. Summons, maybe. Oh, really? And yeah. um, there's definitely some partially exposed cheek in other games. Mm-hmm. 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 <clears throat> um, I think Cecil in Final Fantasy 2, whenever he walks and you look at his butt, there's something exposed. The two pixels. Yeah. <laughs> Lorez. Yeah, that, the um, bird's eye overview of the game is this is an action role playing game in which players assume the role of an enslaved prince on a quest to find his missing brother. I don't know. Is that a plot detail we knew? <laughs> like are the ESRB descriptions giving stuff away? That'd be funny. 
<laughs> okay, let's move is, on. Is an ESRB ranking a rating like a good good news for the release of that game, or can they be rated I think, years before game release? Uh, I think it's, I think it's good news. Plus, Colin, what we were talking about didn't they say like last year that it was like ninety percent done, or, or they're just polishing yeah. it or something? Yeah, they're literally just trying to to fine tune it uh, yep. for as much time as they can. But if it took them twenty years to get ninety percent of it done, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's just math. <laughs> Uh, okay, on to the next game, round two. In this game, several scenes depict multiple corpses and large pools or smears of blood. Gross. Finishing moves sometimes depict characters dramatically impaled on swords or lances. Combat is fast-paced, highlighted by large blood splatter effects, screams of pain, and explosions. Mm. Uh, sounds Any- like uh, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's Resident Evil 4. It is not finishing for finishing moves mm-hmm. and impaled. Yeah, a lot of kickies. You know? <laughs> finishing moves and also being impaled by lances. Impaled yep. by lances. This, you don't get a lot of, go ahead. This is an action game in which players join a large scale battle against an evil sorcerer in Redacted. Oh, a, for for spoken? Not for spoken. From a third-person perspective, players use swords, spears, hammers, magic, and clubs in melee combat against enemies like soldiers, demons, and ghouls. Diablo? Not uh, Diablo. That's a great that's a guess, guess, though. Very good guess. That is all Wait, the information name, I have. The, name the weapons again. <laughs> swords, spears, hammers, magic, and clubs in melee combat. Sword, spears, magic, hammer. It's weird. It's just, I don't know why. It really tickles me that, like, hammers is specifically singled out there. I so I, I post a lot of referrals and videos and stuff on our social uh, channels as part of my job. And the other day we had we got a video for this game called Wanted Dead, and it just mm-hmm. is it Wanted yeah. Dead? No, it's not Wanted Dead. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> that's almost out too. That is out mm. soon. Oh, I just had one. Um, that's it's I also all, I've shared all the information I have so. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I also take a I take a little bit of issue with them saying that it's melee combat, but then specifying magic. Yeah, like magic magic's ranged combat, noobs. Get it together, ESRB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just the clubs and maces and stuff make me think it's like you know another medieval kind of game. But I feel like we ran yeah, the well, gamut on what there could be, and it's not fire also, emblem gauge because that's not an emirated game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you're fighting. You're fighting ghouls. Mm-hmm. So it's it's obviously and and you have magic effects, so it's some kind of fantasy game. Wolong, it is Wolong. Fallen hey! Dynasty. Oh, good at this. Yeah, Colin is good this, at this. Yeah. This the redacted was a uh, um, feudal. Yes, yes, yes yeah, that would have ancient ancient China. China. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is from the Neo team, right? Is that, am I right about that one? Is that this one? Uh, is it the Neo team? I remember there being like some back. Or is there another one that's from the Neo team? Wild yeah, Hearts? I can't remember definitively. I'm sorry. Well, anyway. Anyway, you got there. Moving on to our next game. <clears throat> Round three. Cut scenes in this game depict acts of violence. Monsters killing civilians. There's a character Ooh. held at gunpoint. The F and S words are heard in the game. <laughs> Maybe Redfall? Not Redfall. That would actually be a big deal if Redfall had been rated. It has not been rated yet. Oh, still? Uh, yeah. I bet there's monsters killing people all over that game. 100%. Uh, Battles are accompanied by colorful effects, screen shaking, and cries of pain. 
Players use a magical redacted and other attacks to defeat enemies in frenetic combat. Magical redacted. (laughs) As players try to find their way home, they can explore and traverse terrain, interact with characters, and battle (laughs) fantastical creatures like zombie-like creatures and monsters. Is this one for spoken? This one's for spoken, yes. Okay. This is an action role-playing game in which the player assumes the role of a woman who finds herself teleported to a fantasy world. That is mature rating? Yeah, yeah. She says F and S all the time. The words F and, and we S. Don't know, we don't know that it's her saying it. Yeah. Someone's saying it. It's, it's, her, it's her redacted. Her, Someone uh, has a body mouth. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vam- Vambrance, I think, is the redacted. Vambrace. Oh, oh, wow. That would have given it away. That's whatever her weapon <laughs> is. I don't know why F, F word and S word tickles me. So I think it's because like, it's just like everyone know like... I don't like, like words are coming out of your mouth and then that's putting a word in people's brain. And yeah. so how is that different than saying the word? That's I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Actually, I have a question for you. We're going to take a little, uh, a little strange corner here, Justin. Oh, let's let's do it. If one of your daughters was like said like that was fun AF. Did that bother <laughs> you? No. OK. I mean, <laughs> um, I did. My kids are uh, eight and five and they got in a big argument the other day and the five year old gave her bigger sister a huge middle finger. Whoa. Just like, just wow. bam, like right in her face, <laughs> like an aggra- aggressive middle finger. And like, I was so like, I was so like flabbergasted that I didn't even like, like, I couldn't even like punish her. I was just like, I felt like I was like, what is happening? And like, I, I know it's not funny. Cause like, you know, she goes to school. Like, you know, we gotta, we gotta put a lid on this stuff, but it was like, I don't know. That, that's my whole story, I guess. But just like a really big, aggressive middle finger right in her sister's face. Wait, do you know where she would have even learned to do that? No, that's exactly what instead of like yelling at her and being like, we don't do that. I was trying to be like, hey, what does that mean? Like, tell me more about that thing you're doing. And then I, I already forget what she said. So it was like a couple weeks ago, but it was something like um, like, oh, like that means I don't like you or like something like that. Thomas the Tank Engine did it. Yeah. It's been a real diesel. A real diesel. <laughs> uh, okay. A couple more games here. Next game. Uh, Cutscenes depict intense acts of violence like a man slitting his throat to complete a ritual. There's a close-up Ooh. depiction of a man mauled and eaten by attack guards. And the word, the Wait, S word nice. appears in the game. What? Uh, uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 4. This is not Resident Evil 4. Several environments depict large bloodstains with mutilated bodies on spikes and torsos with exposed entrails and viscera. A lot of spiked bodies these days. Yeah. I mean, this one could be Diablo 4. Could it just be Dead Space? This one one is actually Diablo 4. Yeah. Eaten by by guards? Attack guards. Which does, oh, wow. which I don't know what what makes you an attack guard. The guards are supposed I don't, to just defend, I was say, right? That's, yeah, it's the opposite of <laughs> what a guard does. What's an attack guard? Yeah. That's gonna bug me now all day. Well, it's like who works at ESRB? You know, reviewing this stuff. It's like the uh, the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association. It's like a it's like a, 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 a guarded mystery who actually works there and rates these movies, right? Yeah, well, it, the the ESRB is actually voluntary, and um, and these descriptions are submitted by the developers and publishers, and they have an obligation 
to be like they can't like hide super violent stuff that happens later in the game like yeah. they're required to sort of be upfront about its most violent yeah. and you know uh, I think they yeah I think they send a recording to ESB yeah. so they can watch it but they're not playing through the whole game to find it themselves. No. Mm. I'm still so bad uh, attack guards good. so you can have guard dogs or attack mm. dogs yeah but like you can't guards. have like yeah like what is this mm. actually can't is this a live action diablo 4 trailer yeah it just look no, well, not live action it's just yeah, just it's really just blizzards CG. yeah blizzard cg is yeah. best in the biz still yeah crazy uh okay one more game We'll go through this quickly. In this game, eviscerated animals and mutilated corpses are depicted in some environments. The F and S words can be heard in the game. <laughs> Enemy attacks can result in redacted being decapitated, blown apart, or impaled. Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4. Yeah. This is Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> Those decapitations are horrible in that game. And I can't, like, uh, what are they going to be like in the new one? It was so brutal in the original where you're like, oh, there's a chainsaw guy. And you're like, I wonder how many chainsaw attacks i can take and it's like yep. one just the one I, instant kill i am so excited to uh block a chainsaw with a knife in this remake yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that footage is really great yep. so good the high level overview of this game is this is a survival horror game in which players assume the role of a government agent sent to rescue a character from a religious cult mm. it's, yep. not, it's not like a secret that it's the president's daughter right mm-hmm. well but maybe I think from the a, beginning, that's like <clears throat> I think they literally say that plot before they even mention it's Leon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it, it was kind of a surprise in the first game, but like I guess just everybody knows now. Uh, I think "scoop" is the only S word that really matters. Right, it might be the only one that exists. The only yeah. S word. Yeah, but, but S not word. yeah, not the S word. Un S word. An S word. Okay, real mature video games. Lots of gory stuff coming up on the horizon. Now we'll check in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity. This is your mm-hmm. this is your assurance that there is absolutely <laughs> nobody running quality control on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> Anyone can release anything out there. Despite this segment existing for <laughs> I don't know, a couple years now? Yeah, something like that. Uh, got a couple good ones this week. We begin out out this week on the Nintendo eShop for a Switch. Counter Bottle Shooter Pro Aim Master Target Battle Bottle Shoot 3D. I'll say it one more time. Oh, wait, I'm not even done. It goes, it's two lines. Okay. Attack guard. Counter Bottle Shooter Pro <laughs> Aim Master Target Target Bottle Shoot 3D Game Strike Pistol is the full sure. title. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a bottle shooter. Shoot <laughs> bottles. It certainly is. A counter bottle shooter. Yep. Oh man. One of my favorite things. I don't I think it was the last time we played this game where we realized that it's clearly a Nintendo requirement that the entire game title be in their eShop screenshots. Yes. And that just that's just the coup de grace of what makes this all so good. What look like on the background is just like some like nice apartment complex where they was, set up bottles yeah. and then there's a real gun. Yeah, they're shooting around <laughs> these, these buildings. <laughs> look at that. I, water. I don't, it, it's like usually when you see these, you're like, okay, this is clearly a trainer for Counter Strike, or this is clearly a knockoff of Farm Simulator. But like, am I missing something where like we need to like, you know, term stuff a title for shooting bottles in games? Like, what what is this about? A bottle like Counter um, Bottle Shooter Pro Aim Master Target Bottle Shoot 3D Game Strike Pistol. 
It does have counter in the title, so this might also be another Counter Strike like thing. Yeah, maybe there's a thing in Counter Strike that resembles this, and this is pulling out that. Maybe even sometimes it seems like the assets because they're all mods, right? Yep. SEO salad, man, love it. What? Mm -hmm. What an interesting time we've reached in video games, where (laughs) you can, you know, you like one game and you'll buy other games with the intent of just getting better at the first game, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think ChatGPT is going to be really good at making these uh, bottle shooters in just a couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> sure. All, all shovelware will be made by an AI in, in the coming years. <laughs> that one will set you back $4. Okay, this next one, I think we have a sequel. I think it's the sequel to a previous entry on the Nintendo Ooh. seal of quantity. Oh, This one is Courageous Deduction Nori 2 Betrayed Nori. Ooh. This is the one that was released all in Japanese. Twist. Yeah, we'll pull Nori it up here. Been betrayed. The uh, the the the, ex- the description of the game is simply yeah. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Deduction Nori to betrayed Nori. I really, really want to know about this game. This is the second one because I remember this sushi screenshot before. Yeah. Yeah. This so amazing typeface. The description <laughs> of this game in its entirety on Nintendo's website in its entirety reads. A mysterious so- story set in a school is drawn and courage. <laughs> That's it. Story. Oh, thank you for the screenshot. Okay. Story set is in a school is drawn and courage. I don't is that know the what same font that was used in the, well, <laughs> the that's title just, card? That's from Nintendo's website. Curious deduction. So it may be, maybe like a a school mystery graphic novel, visual yeah, novel type game. I think, yes, but it's all in Japanese. There's not mm-hmm. a... Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that stock photo of uh, Sushi looks fantastic. Uh, the little onigiri? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, the game, I couldn't see. The, the game is only about good. 50. So. Yum. Hmm. Um, and then this one is good, too. Uh, this one is called Midnight Runner Blade Galaxy Beat Puzzle Legacy 3D Games Ultimate Edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So for fans of the original, this is the ultimate edition now. Yeah, the game of the year edition. This Mm -hmm. one sets you back $3. (laughs) And it's some sort of a parkour platforming sort of game in a a space with geometric shapes. Do you think the gameplay actually looks like this screenshot? No. There's no way. Probably. What if the game did and it was a really cool game? However, they keyword stuffed it so nobody will ever take it seriously. I was gonna say, like, like on the scale of the Nintendo Seal of Quantity, this one actually looks okay. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they still are, they're gonna get dinged for their title. Midnight Runner Blade Galaxy Beat Puzzle Legacy 3D Games Ultimate Edition. They got Blade in there for good reason. There's three of them right there. Maybe yeah. Four. <laughs> Okay, a couple uh, honorable mention games. These aren't necessarily shovelware. They're just games that released this week where just the title gave me a little bit of a chuckle. First one is called Right and Down. <laughs> and I looked it up. It's a, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler card game that is played oh. using only two buttons, right and down, and actually cool. has very positive reviews on Steam. That's a good idea. Yeah. Ah, that sounds um, like a Justin game. I mean, yeah, could be good. <laughs> right and Down. And the other one is called Snake Game. And it's just a version of Snake, the classic game. But the presentation is actually pretty interesting. It like It's made to look like you're playing on like a, the cal- whatever that calculator we had to buy for high school. TI-82? Yeah. Mm. It's like, really? That's its they whole style. It on yeah. a TI screen? Yeah, that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's Snake Game. Available 
today. Is that the world map? That's the world map. Yep. Okay. Moving on from the Nintendo seal of quantity, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Casey Smith did. Casey says, as everyone always says, long-time listener, first time writing in, I've been listening to you all talk about Final Fantasy, and I've never played it myself. I grew up with the PlayStation 1 and 2, and then switched to Xbox to play Halo with my brothers, and I've stayed with Xbox for a while. Now I have a PC, Xbox, and a PlayStation 4. I just started playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I love it. I've always wanted to play the Final Fantasy games, and I was wondering, if I start playing Final Fantasy, which one would you recommend I start playing first? Did you say, they said they started with the PS1, that was their first console? Yeah, but never played Final Fantasy VII or eight nine apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, okay, so most people consider Final Fantasy VI probably the best Final Fantasy. I don't know if that's like a controversial opinion, Six or Seven generally seem like the most beloved um mm-hmm. i don't really know like you know those 16-bit games i don't i don't have a sense of like if someone didn't play those growing up we've talked about this on scoop before i think they remain very accessible very playable they don't feel too old or clunky to enjoy if you're a younger gamer that didn't grow up with them unlike 8-bit games that i think are a little bit harder to get into as a as a younger gamer so mm-hmm. i don't know like you can't go wrong with final fantasy 4 final fantasy 6 but Again, I don't have a sense of like, are they going to feel too old fashioned to someone that's maybe a little bit younger? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, a- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I had this conversation with a coworker of ours, uh, Jeffrey. He's also on the social team and he's never played a Final Fantasy game. And I was like halfway through giving my spiel for which one he should play. And then he's just like, but I can't just play like the 10th game in a series. I'll be completely mm-hmm. lost. And so I feel like it is it is worth mentioning. These are completely disconnected games. You can yeah. start anywhere. They're not. The name's not. a lie. There's, there hasn't have. A, there's no final one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what about? So you can start going? anywhere. You can just go anywhere and start anywhere. And With the exception of thirteen. Yeah. What about ten two? And ten two. Yeah. All the mainline entries. All the mainline entries. Um. So what I told him ultimately <clears throat> was my favorite is ten, and I do think that that <clears throat> one holds up well, and it's also easy for people who haven't played a lot of RPGs because does not have the active time battle system anymore, so you never feel rushed while you're playing it. You can always sort of make your choices at leisure. Um, but, like, tonally, it's completely different from every other game in the series. So, um, uh, 6 I mean, is also, like he said, a very good place to start. It's probably the best Final Fantasy. Um, he said he liked Ghost of Tsushima, so he likes action-based things, so he might like 15, which is more action-oriented. Uh, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, but honestly, like, Maybe wait a few months, and if Final Fantasy 16 gets really good reviews, then like the most modern game might be the best place to start. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Final Fantasy 16 is out in June, um, but I'm curious. You would not recommend he just jump into the Final Fantasy 7 remake? That's exactly what I'd recommend. Hmm. I think the, that one's so funny. It's because it's gameplay wise, I think it's the most accessible and the most modern, uh, and I think most people would have the most fun with it. Uh, once you get towards the end of that story, I think you will be confused as hell because you actually are supposed <laughs> to play the first Final Fantasy VII to understand Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake, which makes it confusing. But that being said, if you play through Final Fantasy VII Remake and you like it so much that you're compelled to play the original one, I feel like that's still safe. Well, and I, I think they plan on, on doing some backstory and explanations and stuff as they extend that into the three games. True. True. I mean, then, I think... Um, 
Go ahead. Well, I just I was just gonna say that nine's my favorite. And if you uh, okay. grew up in the PS1 era, like that was you know a later PS1 game. That's that's my personal soft spot for like best Final Fantasy game. I, I don't even know that I would say the best, but like it's the one that I personally yeah. identify with the most and like the most. And then we should add. Yes. I think all of these right. games have been like remastered on for PS4. Right? Well, especially yeah. the the new the new Pixel remasters. Are, I was just going to bring that up. That, this spring, the Pixel remasters are coming to PS4. So that's another. He also option. said he he said he had a PC. So I don't know if literally all of them are on PC, but probably. Yeah. I believe I believe like. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think every fi- mainline Final Fantasy is at this point. Um, uh, Sam, I. I believe nine is four discs actually uh nice just, That's just, so cool. i just my gut reaction was i know final fantasy seven was three eight i think was also three maybe it was wow four. i never knew they went to four. four yeah yeah uh and that game that was almost entirely the final dungeon of the game which is very fun. Yep. cool yeah because um, it was uh it's always like it's always like the opening and closing fmv or like an entire disc yeah, on oh own. yeah it's crazy um yeah the nine is i think is also a, a good suggestion because it's sort of it was deviating from its fantasy elements by that point, but nine was sort of like bringing it back to the core and like sort of playing with all those tropes of like white mages and knights and stuff like that. So nine's so good. I'm looking at the screenshots. Nine is so good. I haven't played this game in like a long time, 15 years at least. Mm -hmm. And replaying, replaying the sort of remastered ones they did is nice because there are some quality of life uh, improvements. You can fast forward through things, which Mm -hmm. makes it so you don't have to wait nearly as long. you can even like do sort of cheat things where it'll like max you out with like your HP and everything. And you can just sort of breeze through the game, which I don't recommend, but um, yeah, it's definitely more accessible than it's ever been. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for my troll answers now? Cause they're, yep. they're not actually <laughs> troll answers. Troll okay. answers. Well, the best final <laughs> fantasy and the most accessible from the 16 bit era, era is Chrono Trigger. Nothing <laughs> even compares to it. And, and if you like final fantasy, you know, six and five and four um, try them. Uh, they're not accessible now. They're just not. I just played a bunch of six. And it's one of my favorite games ever. Um, it takes so long between everything to do anything. And the mm. fast forward helps, but it's kind of BS. And <laughs> they're wonderful games. The stories are written the, so poorly. It, I remember them being these like epics that are amazing, but they're just garbage. And that's because like games just couldn't do this stuff very well back then. Uh, but if you're going to play those, if, I would say six. If you have to choose Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger is better. Uh, uh, for an accessibility thing. Six is a better game, but Crowd Trigger is better. Just get in, learn how to play classic RPGs through. Um, but uh, Six, get the PDF version of the strategy guide. It is, mm-hmm. it is essential, and it's filled with art, and it's a complimentary experience, just like I recommend with Earthbound. Um, you you got to play it with something like that. Um, I, I recommend just using the original official strategy guide. It's Nintendo Power, I think, did it. It's, it's amazing. Um, so try, try that. Um, and then my other uh, classic answer is one. I think one is a is the best example of a, a really well balanced, cool RPG. It's a pain in the butt, but yeah. now they give you all these re- reasons that are ways for it not to be, because you don't have to grind as much, you don't have to do like anything like that, and it kind of walks you through these kind of classic Final Fantasy things, like what everything is, and um, incredible music. It looks good. It's really fun. Unlike uh, Collins trolling on Twitter, NES games can be really good. Just people don't know which ones are fun to play still. Bionic Commando, Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, and I don't think I didn't see that, Colin. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. 
You know, I was uh, thinking of you when I posted that, and I was like, I hope Sam doesn't see this. <laughs> no, it's like the library has. It's like it's like every library. There's a, there's you know 700 games, and a bunch of them hold up, and people have no idea what those are because they're not in the collections. That's just what happens with these things. They spin out of control, and people are like, "Oh man, I tried to play Karate Kid. It's so bad." It's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But, Karate um, Kid was bad at the time too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, everything's bad. I mean, think of how many bad games are in every system. That's just the nature of things. But I think Final Fantasy One's really fun, and you can play Strategy Guy along with that. And um, it, it, I just think it's a great experience. And uh, I don't know. It's like it's like an arcade version of RPG. It's really fun. I agree about Final Fantasy One, and um, they remade that on GBA with quality of life improvements. You well, can save anytime. There's like a minefield of, of of problems with every. Remember, like <clears throat> people are mad about every single Final Fantasy remake until the Pixel remasters, and I have no idea what Final Fantasy One to play. So I would just say the Pixel remaster is probably the way to go. Yeah. That on that, they're, people hate the, the the graphics they like replaced on what PSP they, and phones. Yeah, or well, they keep yeah, they keep remaking them. Yeah, they've remade the original Final Fantasies several times, and then they never like. Every single one, it's like, oh, it would be perfect except for this. Like, you know, so again, I don't really know about the pixel remasters either, but I feel like it's always sort of like they can't quite get <laughs> get it right. I said my remake some... is so fun though. Like, I really can't get away from like how fun that game is. It's totally, yeah. totally easy to play. I am, I am actually replaying through Seven Remake right now, and the combat is genuinely incredible. Um, as as far as the first six go, I'm biased in saying this, but I played. Five of those six games on the GBA, and to my understanding, they're, so they're the GBA ones are considered to be sort of the best versions of any sort of ports and yep. remasters they've done. Uh, and most of them add content, and most of the added content is good. So um, remember, they just made a downloadable. Those, they made a downloadable sequel to four. They just yeah. made it on like the Wii oh yeah, that was terrible though. <laughs> I just can't believe that existed. It just it was strange. <laughs> I think it was on pho- phones first, and then it came to like the Wii or something. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Casey. We didn't provide a definitive answer, but hopefully we provided enough information that you could come to your own conclusion where you want to start with Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, and Chrono Trigger played on DS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's great on everything, but it's really good on DS. Uh, okay, moving on. This is Alan from State College, Pennsylvania. It says, with the recent success of the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes and the much-anticipated Resident Evil 4 remake on the way, do you think Capcom will keep this momentum going and remake Code Veronica, Resident Evil 5, and the not-so-beloved Resident Evil 6 in the future? I feel like this could give them a second chance to really knock Resident Evil 6 out of the park, learn from their mistakes with that particular title. Would love to hear your thoughts. So first of all, IGN confirmed, I mean, sorry, Capcom confirmed to IGN last year that they are not working on a Code Veronica remake. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's one that needs it the most. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this because if you had asked me this question uh, like a year or two ago, I would have said, no, they're not going to remake 5 or 6 because it felt to me like there was sort of an impetus to get back to the roots of Resident Evil when they made 7 and 2 remake. Um, specifically in reaction to 6 sort of being very critically panned. But I looked it up today, and Resident Evil 5 and 6 are the two best-selling games in the series, um, mm-hmm. which well, is I hilarious because they are generally considered to be the worst of the mainline entries. They sold very um, seven, well. I don't think they're the best-selling. So I, it's, it, I got some conflicting data. One, Both of them said 
five was up there and six was up there. Four might be between the two of them at some point, but it's. I think it's the remake of two. Is the best selling. Is the highest? Yeah, really? I've got this, I've got Capcom's site up here up here right now. Um, and so by the way, Capcom's best selling game of all time, Monster Hunter World, followed by Resident Evil Seven. So that's number two. Okay. Okay. And then okay. Resident Evil Two remake is also up there, but then five and six are after that. Okay, that's there. crazy. Thank you, thank you for that correction. Um, Those are still like really. That's so a very good selling game. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if you know four sells really well and they wanted to sort of keep going with it. But if they did. I think they would have to make some pretty major changes to those games because fundamentally, yep. I think they're not very good games. The best things about them are their co-op, but I think that's what they'd need. Well, some to get might rid say of. Resident Evil Two and Three are fundamentally not good games, <laughs> and they made really good games out of them. So that's true. But I mean, I I, I really love the original first three Resident Evil games, honestly. But they're, they're um, super broken <clears> and crappy now, and, and like the, the the leap to fix game would be just as much, I think. It's, just, it's like the gap to close is like a lot. It, they're big gaps to make them into yeah. modern 3D beautiful games, let alone a game that has a coherent story or like yeah. feels like a Resident Evil game, which is what five and six need. Well, I think six. I, I like five, but five is fine. I mean, why? It has, some, it, has some, it has some issues with the characters in it, mm-hmm. but like it, it is a like stupid, fun, shooty you know, mm. No, five's good. Six, six is the bad one, and six is also the racist one. And so that game, if they're well, going to no, remake it, that's five. Really? Five's yes. in Africa. Mostly. Oh, so five, five. Okay, you're you're that's right. Yeah. yeah, my bad. So six, six is the globe trotting one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it kind of okay. has like mansions and police stations and stuff in it, which is <laughs> weird for six. They keep coming five, back. Yeah, five is in Africa. They got. I don't know why everybody and I like Code Veronica as much as the next, you know, Resident Evil fan. But like, I feel like everyone like Zero just gets ignored and left behind in these discussions. Like, that's the one that's in the vein of like the remakes that they're doing now. Like, why did they that, skip that, over that Zero? One, I think what happened before Five and Six. Yeah, I think it, honestly, if we, if I had to put money on the game they would remake next, I think they would remake One again. <laughs> uh, and I think it would probably make for yeah. the best. No, I think game. that's the next one up for sure. I have no, they can't keep on going until they do that one. And then there's a really easy one on the table after four, which is, which is revelations. Those, mm. those games, just because like, those are kind of easy to pull into those engines and people like them. Like those are games that like mm. got, you know, good reviews, but I wouldn't be too excited about those. You don't think I they mean, one- might want to remake uh, zero? I don't know what's going on with Zero. It's, it's not really. It's, didn't it, did it get a PC port eventually or something? I think it, it was remastered. Well, yeah, but it, like it's just been kind of left behind. Like, like I said, like I think I think Zero, like Zero is really good. Like it came out a couple years after Resident Evil remake and looks and feels like remake. And I don't know, like maybe bigger Resident Evil fans than me can point out all the reasons why Definitely it's not spinning. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think. One of its biggest issues was the the two character system, where you just sw- switch mm-hmm. between the two, and they had extremely limited inventory, as you can see it on the screen now. You constantly had to like switch your uh, items yeah. between each other, and it was honestly extremely annoying. Um, but Sounds besides like- that, it had it had like good bones to it. Yeah, I think a remake could fix it. Yep. Why does this look so good? See, this is a this is an upraised version. This must be the remaster. I mean, honestly, remake that was on GameCube still looks really good. Yeah, yeah. it does. Does it really? Low res, but I, <clears throat> I remember it looking good. I mean, Resident Evil. I I, I was uh, kind of rolling my eyes a little bit, where it's like, oh, they should remake the original, but like, 
Yeah, like four looks so gorgeous and so high fidelity that like, you know, kind of giving it that treatment. Yeah. Also giving it the full 3D. Yep. Yeah. Instead of pre-rendered rooms. Zero go right into one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. So like that would be that would be cool, right? If it was like a a full package. It was like zero and one. Because one's kind of short. And I I, I think zero probably is yeah. So I think I think that would make sense as like this kind of, you know, Resident Evil Origins or something. If I remember correctly, basically what happens at the beginning of Resident Evil 1, there's these two teams from Stars, Alpha and Bravo. And I think Bravo team is the one in in one because they go after Alpha team. And Alpha team is the team that exists in zero and they're dealing with another sort of incident with a bunch of slugs and crap. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If they were to try and remake five and six, I think they would have uh, an uphill battle trying to get people excited about them. Yeah. But it's probably not worth the, you know, in the investment and the time. Yeah. I am very excited for four remake though. Me too. I, it's, it's Gosh. funny. It's funny to me thinking about the series because in, in the West it's called resident evil, but it's actual title in Japan is biohazard. Um, and I, I do think resident evil is a better name. But there's really only like two games that primarily take place within a residence. And that is one, which one is the mansion. Seven. And seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides that, it's like most, like a lot of it's outside. Some of it's in cities. Like it's really all over the place. Yeah, that's like Contra. Well, in Europe, it's called Probotector. And there's only a Probotector in Contra 3 the Alien Wars. <laughs> I mean, and they, you know, Capcom brought this to get like Resident Evil 7 was Resident Evil 7 colon Biohazard. And then in Japan, it was Biohazard 7 colon Resident Evil. <laughs> so it's like they fixed it. They solved it. Like they rebranded in the same way that like Yakuza is now known as the Like a Dragon franchise or so. So I thought. But then not nah, Resident <laughs> Evil 8. It's just Resident Evil 8 again. Like, no, it's more confusing. They just called it Village. We, there might still be an 8. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no literal eight in it, but they did that thing well, where they made yeah, the a Roman numeral I, uh, eight yeah. out of the word village. I'm, just, I'm very excited to see them try to get an X, an IX into whatever <laughs> Resident Evil Nine is. That's what made, it makes me laugh so much that with Village they did the VIII thing because it's like, is that is that why the game is called Village? Like, <laughs> is it just a happy coincidence? Like, how did that how did that come together? Resident Evil 9. Mixer. It's a slug giraffe, remember that? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Extracurricular activities. Before we were taping, uh, Sam said, revealed, he's just watched the entire John Wick trilogy, and I can't wait to hear his thoughts on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for the first time because it's on HBO Max uh, as the trilogy, mm-hmm. and I'm vaguely aware of the series, and I ba- mainly through Damon and through other people. I actually don't, I don't really, I don't know why I just bounced around it and never really settled on it. But I was like, I'll watch this. It's been raining a lot, and there's like nothing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, first, first of all, those movies have some of the worst music I've ever heard in them. <laughs> constantly, it's just constant garbage, like fake house music it's so bad or like heavy metal with like new rap over it's just (laughs) awful and like i i had to keep turning down the movie and turning it up again to just like you know hear the fantastic dialogue no Mm. Uh, the uh, but yeah i somebody i mean i can't believe like the country song origins of this that the the dog in the car thing and like it's just hilarious and um so i was watching the first movie and i was like 
I understand why people like this, and I, I enjoyed it. I, first of all, I like all these movies. I couldn't wait to watch the second one. And I was like, this I, Keanu Reeves is like so magnetic, and he's just really fun to watch. And I just had a great time watching it. And it was like, but what I wanted to know this whole movie is how the heck are they going to set up the second one? And then when I found out how they set up the second one, they're like, well, he still has to get his car back. It was like really funny. <laughs> that was great. And then in the third one, they kind of set it up like now everybody wants to kill him. So that makes sense. And then they set up the fourth one at the end of the third one. So they're, they're 100% comic booking it. And then what I didn't expect also, because I thought these were going to be like, what's the action movie that you said is like the best video game movie ever? The Double Dragon one? The Raid. The Raid. The Raid. Oh, Raid. I, so I thought it was going to be more like that where it's just like bubblegum action. But instead, there's this like, it's video, very video game. It's level. all this world building, uh, right? World building. Yeah. It's so funny. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you see that coin the first time. And like, somebody's mentioned that to me before. So like, I'm not like a t- total, you know, virgin to this stuff, but I was like, oh, and, and then the next movie, it's like, it's all about that. And then the third movie, it's like, here's where the coins are made. It's so <laughs> funny. And um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about it? Like I got, I got a little eye glaze for some of the, the fighting and then they bring it back around and you're like, well, this is really interesting what just happened there. And by the, the third one, like it gets gorier, um, surprisingly. They got to keep topping themselves. It's punchy, kicky, and there's, there's you know, limbs flying mm. and stuff like that. But once he like, it's like a shotgun with slugs. It looks like Resident Evil 4. It's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the other lore stuff, it's just such weird choices. Like they just showed like the telephone bank. And I don't know, it reminds yeah. me of Umbrella Academy or like all these other things have these like kind of cabals running things and the cops never help. And by the way, I love the cop. I think his name is Jimmy. Yeah, he's from Newsroom. What happened? Yeah. Like, do I, you know, is everything okay? Gas leak or something? And he walks away. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I like those movies. Yeah, they're, they're like they're such good. Like it's immaculate action, like some of the best yeah. action and practical effects and like stunt work ever. But like the two and three, like they're trying too hard, in my opinion, and they get pretty cringy. Um, I still enjoy them from like an action spectacle standpoint, but I could do without the uh, just all the lore setups. Maybe also, you needed to watch them for eight hours straight. <laughs> I didn't actually do it. By, by three in particular, it's like everyone in that city is an assassin, and it's all, it's like, all right. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah everyone is, it's like literally every person you walks by is. There, there's an Uncharted 3 knockoff in that where they're like, you know, he has to walk through the desert for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. But that's really short. It's like, it's like four minutes long. They're like, go to the desert, walk for a long time, and then keep walking. And then they like show it. And it's like maybe like 30 seconds of establishing shots with them getting there. And then like he trudges and falls. <laughs> it's like, you can tell they like curtail the stuff. Like, no, 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 we got to get back to the motorcycles, guys. Yep. <laughs> um, I watched a couple of things of note recently. I watched Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Ooh. Did anyone watch this? I don't know what that is. It's no. on our it's on our list. It's um so it's a heist show with starring Giancarlo Esposito. And uh-huh. the gimmick is that you're supposed to be able to watch it in any order and it it randomizes the order for oh, every viewer. Okay. Didn't that um the the show Love and Robots? What's what, what's the yeah. robots? Well, Love and well, Love Death and Robots. But that's an robots, yeah. that's an anthology show. Like they're not the stories yeah. But, aren't Yeah, I know. I know, but it did they did shuffle it, right? That was the thing. Yes. People watch them out of order, yeah. which is really cool. I love that. Well, it's a yeah, it's a uh, Maybe a novel idea. It ends up being a gimmick here because, well, first of all, it would be more meaningful if there are other people watching it that you knew that you could talk about. Because otherwise, I just, we watch it. I don't know anyone else who's watched it. So I can't like compare what their experience was. I just had my uh-huh. experience, right? And also, it's not very, it's just not a very good heist story. When it, it's uh-huh. like, 
I was like on the hook. I wanted to watch the whole thing to see where it ended up, but then where it ended up, it was like, well, that was kind of that was kind of much ado about nothing. Mm. So I don't really recommend uh, Kaleidoscope. However, I also just I finished the first season of Yellowstone. Dude, we're oh, watching nice. Yellowstone. Yeah. We're on season three now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Justin, that show is very different from what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, is it, mm-hmm. is it a soap opera? It's kind not. Of. It's like a well, it's like a crime drama where people are killed all the time oh and yeah the, you definitely hear you definitely hear a lot of the f word and the s word in it yeah yeah a lot mm-hmm. of f and s word it's soap opera though in the sense that like it's a hard show to describe because it's like well it's about a family and their trials and tribulations and you're like well okay like what does that mean but like it, it feels it's sort of like it's sort of like sopranos it is yeah Oh, uh, okay Except not, I want to be clear. It's not as good as The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. No. But it's good. It's, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, in my mind, just from watching season one, it's not up there with the greats, Sopranos, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, The Wire. Does it it's draw not that kind you of guys show. in as like, I have to watch this rest of the series? Like, yeah. that type of thing? I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Yeah, it's I'm a good page turner. They get, we're in season three now, and they seem to really be, it's getting, believe it, I don't know if this is how this is possible. It's getting more and more cowboy as it goes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It starts pretty cowboy and like it's it's like and now it's like there's like these long country music interludes and like a lot more cowboy scenes. Cool. When I doubling down. When I found out that a lot of horses. Well, there we go. Cool. When I found out it had nothing it has nothing to do with Yellowstone National Park, right? Nope. Well, when I found that out, I was like, what is this show? The, the 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 ranch that they own is huge. It's like this giant. Yeah. It's like hundreds of thousands of acres, and it borders up against Yellowstone National Park. Oh, and that's, okay, okay. And the and the ranch is called the Yellowstone, and so that's where gotcha. you know. And and basically, you find out that Kevin Costner's character, the owner of the ranch, is basically like a crime lord. Oh like, yeah, for sure. He okay's hits on yeah, the, just people that he doesn't yeah. like. The okay, corral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, am also just finished the first and apparently only season that will ever exist of the canceled Netflix series, uh, 1899. Oh, dude. Weird show. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, it's trying to out lost lost or trying to outdo dark, which I, the first season of dark was super cool. And it's made by those creators. So it's like that, that was a German show. Um, Everybody speaks in German that this is really interesting because it's a bunch of people on a boat from different backgrounds and they all speak their native native language the whole time. Yep. So there's a bunch of people that speak in English to talk to each other. And sometimes they speak German to talk to each other. Mm. So I thought that was like really clever, but yeah, I mean, I, you can't really say anything about it other than like, it's like a, you know, a lost ship mystery where, you know, once weird things start to happen, it goes like so magical realism that like, it, it's hard to like, kind of get your mind around like where this is going to go, where it's satisfying. And then it kind of goes exactly where you think it's going to go. And um, I don't know, like it's, it's really fun to watch because it's expensive. Yeah, like, it does look, crazy. it does look expensive. They, well, it ends on such a crazy twist that like, I can't, I can't even give any hints, but it's just, it's just crazy. Like the show is not what you think it is. It's very lost esque in that way. Like it's a completely different thing. And then it ends on this like cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers and it was canceled. Mm. Yeah, or like leftovers was yep. like that too. So it's like, well, all right, I guess. Well, no, leftovers that. actually ended. Yeah, well, and this this technically had a resolution, so it's like it's not yeah. the worst thing. I, I was really worried it'd be worse than that, but it's also like it kind of is a tease too. I guess yeah. both things. Mm. Um, and then all, I think we all watched Last of Us, right? So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I did watch Last of Us, and I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think the it's... The best thing about Last of Us was that social thing that I think Taylor started about the... The bread? Easter egg. Yeah, that was so mm-hmm. cool. That was yeah. the coolest thing about the show. Like, if anything in the game was that clever, I'd be so much more bullish on this game. So so what Sam is referring to is there's a theory um, that... I, the first I heard of it was from Taylor, who uh, works at IGN. But um, Jakarta, they mention sort of in passing in the first episode. And Jakarta has, I, I believe, the world's largest flour mill. And a lot of the world gets flour from them. And the idea is that uh, the cordyceps is, was actually initially sort of spread through that um, vector. Um, and that's why it got across the world so quickly. Um, through cake, y'all. Through and if cake. you if you watch that first episode, there's like four instances where the main characters narrowly miss eating yeah, cake. Yeah, the cookies. Yeah. Cake? No, and it's no like cake first, for me. Like, first oh, I'm one a- was uh, pancakes. They didn't have any flour for pancakes. So mm-hmm. he didn't have that. Uh, the second one was she was they were offered muffins, which they gave to the grandma who then who got infected. Yeah. Um, they also offered the daughter cookies, which she didn't want because there were raisins in them. Uh, and then the last one was uh, Joel forgot to pick up a birthday cake for himself. Um, mm-hmm. So there, I, I like I feel like this has to be true because that feels like too intentional to put like four baked goods in an episode. <laughs> I well, think and it's also, also like, th- there's a theory that cordyceps is spread through likable characters, and since there's no likable characters in the series, like, <laughs> they're all safe. Oh, that's, wow. that's a joke. That's a joke. I, mean, I do like the characters. I mean, I nothing. Like, I like these, The scripts for any television show or movie are so tight that there is no there's no dialogue. There's nothing that's in a show for no reason. Like, and and it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's oh there's intent and secret meaning behind these muffins and pancakes. But like, if a character declines something or whatever, like it's either building their character or advancing the lore. Like, if it doesn't serve a purpose, it would be cut from the script. And so, Mm -hmm. if it's not informing something about their state of mind or who they are as a person, then like. Yeah, I, I think that that theory is extremely plausible. We don't need to answer this here because I know how upset people are about spoilers for anything. But do we know, just yes or no, where this series ends? And like in terms of like the games, like is it all of Last of Us? Like, do we know that fact at all? I feel I like there know. were some interviews early on that sort of alluded to them okay. intending to continue on with part two. But they haven't and really it, talked about it. I think but the season like, is, is the first game. Part two is like, if, if the season one is the first game, that, that's cool because it's a concise story and everything. Mm-hmm. But season two, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a time jump away. Like a long... Well, like, well so stress, they would probably... Go ahead. Yeah. So Bella Ramsey, who plays uh, Ellie... She's playing a 14-year-old in the show, but she is 19 in real life. Yeah, I've and heard that. and Ellie's 19 in part 2. So, she could theoretically play Ellie. She might just look a little bit young. Yeah. But um I think it'll be very interesting to see how they tackle um part 2 if they do it. Um I know there's a lot of, you know, uh conflicting opinions on the story of that game. I love it. I think uh They'll either they'll, they might have to make it into two seasons because it's twice. But as there's long stuff as that happens game. between them, right? So they could just do a whole season of things we haven't seen, right? Uh, uh, and I think that's what the the multiplayer game they're making alludes to, like sort of stories happening all over the world. So I think yeah. that they could theoretically pull from. Like I that. watched The Walking Dead; they stretch that so thin compared <laughs> to the comic books. That's so true. like, but um, I don't want them to stretch anything. You know what I mean? No. But but I think one thing that will be interesting is. Uh, I'm going to be vague because I don't want to spoil anyone on The Last of Us Part Two, But there's the game is split into two halves very distinctly. Mm-hmm. And I think they could either do like a second season was the first half and the third season is the second half, which would be interesting. Um, 
They, or I think they'll they mix them. Mix them like they did with Two Towers, because the yep. book Two Towers is two separate books. One is the 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 trio, um, the three best friends that anyone ever had, uh, Legolas, Gimli, Le- Legolas Gimli and Aragorn. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Sam and Frodo. And the Sam and Frodo section is boring as hell. And so mm-hmm. reading that book is interesting because one half is super fun and the other half is just like uh, just dragging out. But the movie intersperses between the two. Sorry, I, I apologize. But the movie intersperses between the two very effectively. And I think they could do that um, for part two pretty well. Like, I think they could do one se- one episode, like, from the first section, another episode from the second section, because they kind of, you know, take place around the same time. And they just sort of do that back and forth. I think they could do that pretty effectively. Yeah, I, I I I hope that there. I think that there's three really great seasons of television here across the two games, and hopefully they leave it at that. I think they're making a part three. Oh well, dude, yeah, but that they, will be if they make it, money on these seasons. It's going to be the same thing as Game of Thrones. It's going to be like, no, we have uh, to make more seasons of these. <laughs> no, and I agree. I do think that they're making uh, Last of Us Part Three, the video game, but that won't be. You know, like it's going to be a Game of Thrones situation, right? Like yeah, this, this show could totally scoop the video. So I, I, I have a, I have a theory that um, they're making Part Three now because I think that they they've gone all in on the Last of Us. And I think that they're well aware of the show happening because they've helped make it. And so I think that they want to have that source material ready. So I think theoretically, like The Last of Us Part 3, if they started making it after Part 2 was over, could be out in two, three years. Um, yeah, it's possible. And so if it is out in two or three years, that's plenty of time for, for them to have made it before, <laughs> uh, before the show catches up with it. And if that's mm-hmm. true, then uh, I think that's where... I think that's where, at the very least, Ellie's story would end. I don't think that they would go past that in a game. That's tight timing, Colin. I know, I know, you're right. And then game delays, and it's yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind. Like, I, it could be, it's possible that the people responsible for writing the games that everybody likes will fully switch to focusing on a TV show. If they, I mean, that's 17 million watch figure, and you know, like, there's a lot of pressure on companies once they start producing a show to keep going because like it employs a huge staff and they're yep. successful and they win awards. Like, it's not like a, 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 an auteur is going to be like, we cannot do this because the video game has to come out first. <laughs> like that, that's not cool. If you do that, once you have a successful show and that's not what George R. R. Martin did. Right. He was like, go for it. Y'all like, mm-hmm. like employ these people finish the story. And like, I have respect for that. Doesn't make, doesn't make the product better. It's good was- for people though. I was very surprised they didn't like officially announce uh, a second season right right after the premiere because I had huge numbers. Yeah. It was the second yeah. highest premiere of the new too, show right? for That's HBO. really common now. Yep. Yeah. So so the, the fact that they didn't do that it makes me consider just like well maybe they are kind of wanting to keep it a limited series, but we'll see. In any case, it's off to a good start. I liked it. Agreed. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Jack in York, England. Let the questioning begin. If you ever have a chance to go to to York, it's amazing. It's a Mm. ringed castle town. The ringed wall is is intact and it has head spikes, as we've heard multiple times from the SRV around (laughs) that town. It is really cool. So this this is old York? Yeah, classic York. Mm. York Zero. Or classic, yeah. <laughs> uh, was this game released uh, in this century? Yes. 
Is this game on the Nintendo Switch? Yes. Ooh. All right, three questions. Let's get it. Let's just guess arms. Is this game a console exclusive to the Nintendo Switch? No. Is this a game that was originally released prior to when the Nintendo Switch was available? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is this a call the addition of it on the Switch a port? Yes, that's five. Is this a uh, old Nintendo game that's been made re-available on the Switch? What in your mind is a Nintendo game? A game that they developed. <laughs> the game that Nintendo developed or published? No. Interesting. Uh, wonderful one hundred and one. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, there's a ton. W- was this game developed in the United States? No. Was this game developed in? Oh, sorry, God. Do you play as a human? Yes. Uh, okay, so it's an older game that was ported to the Switch. Not made in the U.S., not made by Nintendo. Colin, you, you, I think you should ask your question. What, what, what it's going to be, was this game made in Japan? Was this game made in Japan? Yes. Yeah. Should we ask if it was originally made for the Wii U, or do we think that it's even older than that? I mean, it can't be that much older than that, but I mean, it could be so. Okay. So it could be, I don't know, super monkey ball, banana blitz. It's true. Like, but it's not, you, you did ask, was it released this century? And then the answer is yes. So it's from at least 2000 on. So it's not, it's not like a 16 bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Is this from before? Was the original game from before 2010? Yes. That's 10. All right, yep. that eliminates a ton of games. Yep, that eliminates the Wii U too, for sure. And it's not made by Nintendo. It is. It yeah, was developed game. in Japan. And he said he categorized it as a, a port or a remaster. What did you What did you say? I'm sorry. A, a port on Switch. Okay. Could it be no Bandai's Wii U, right? Well, it was PS3 and 360 first. The original which, was, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that could have been before 2010. Bandai is a pretty good candidate. It might have been a little after 2010. They, he did say he plays a human and she's a witch. I don't know if witches count as humans. Witches are humans. Know. Come on, man. Wow. wow. Oh, sorry. I'm witchist, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a typical muggle. Am I right? <laughs> I don't even know how to use that word right, by the way. I explained to me. I, I, was, I, I was explaining to my wife the other day how Alucard is half vampire because his dad's a vampire and his mom's <laughs> a human. But then she she dropped the bomb on me that like humans are turned into vampires. And so why if you have a kid, why is it like, you know, when a horse and a donkey have a kid and it's like half donkey, it's like, why is Alucard half vampire? What kind of sense does that make? And I said, that's a good point. He only has one (laughs) sharp canine. We'll bring Um, it up to Iga. (laughs) Okay, so interesting era. Do we want to try to get like genre? What are I we just, feeling? What I'm saying is that vampires don't have their own DNA. It's like a human <laughs> is turned into the state of being a vampire. That's fair. That's fair. They're not their own yeah. species. It's like, it's like when you have when you when you marry a coward, your baby is not a coward. Exactly. Well, there's a good chance it will become a coward. Yeah, but that's nature. Well, for, that's nature versus nurture. Yeah. 
That's 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 the classic. The Prince of Darkness might influence your your childhood. Um, mm. let's see. Mm. Do you uh do you kill a lot of stuff in this game about killing? Nope. It's not about killing. A pretty solid not killing game. Oh, and you play as a human, so it can't be monkey ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Played some monkey. Like puzzle games and stuff like that, where you play as a human during that era. Picross. You don't play as a human in Picross, do you? You, but you're, you're, no idea. You're just you. That game is pure. That game is pure interface. Um, Tetris. They're also not (laughs) ports. They're all new Picross games on the Switch. Um, Would you call this game a puzzle game, a platformer, or a driving game? No. (laughs) Yes. Is this a role-playing game? No. Last uh, three. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> hmm. Was the answer to killing yes? No. No. Oh, the answer was no to killing. Yeah, it's a peaceful game. But you don't drive sport, RPG, or platform. What about Stardew Valley? Oh, that was made in Japan. Okay, well, what about like a Harvest Moon or something like, like a Rune Factory? Mm-hmm. True. It could be an older Animal Crossing. Well, no, because they're not on the Switch. And they're Nintendo games. Yeah. Sims are interesting. Um, mm. Is this some kind of like? Uh, is this some kind of simulation or farming game? No, you wouldn't call it that. No, no, no. Hard no. Well, but what would you call it? <laughs> Why don't you just tell us the name of the game? <laughs> That'll make this so much easier. Hmm. I don't know. We're floundering here. Um, yeah. We started off so strong. Was this game on the Wii? Yes, that's 15. What was Zack and Wiki? Is Zack and Wiki on the Switch? Yeah, yeah, no, it's on the Wii, but it's not ported to Switch, as far as I know. If anybody here knows differently. Well, I don't know if it's on the Wii, or I don't know if it's on the Switch, but it meets the other criteria, because it was a Wii game made in Japan that's peaceful, that's not any of the genres we talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom blocks. Yeah, it's weird to think of Wii ports to Switch. That's actually a little uncommon. Especially when it's not a Nintendo game. Yeah. Was was, stuff like that. So Xenoblade Chronicles, the original one, that was before before Nintendo owned them. That's an RPG. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. There's no more heroes, but that's a violent game. I would I is it can we ask if it's a Capcom game? Well, so how many questions do we have left? Five. Four questions Four. and a guess. Yeah, I mean, go for it. I, mean, it, I don't know if it'll help. Is it a Capcom game? Yes. Interesting. We're zeroing in yeah. on Zack and Wiki here. Or, so that was made in Japan, then I guess. I guess yeah. I, I, I assumed it was Ubisoft for some reason. I don't know why. I no, it's a Capcom game, isn't it? Okay. Did I dream that? <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, do you play as like a little pirate? Well, hold on, 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 hold on. Sorry, sorry, Colin. Like that, that's a fine. Like I'm fine to ask that, but like, but you want to get a little bit more general. Well, we know it's a Capcom game, and so now I'm yeah. thinking about Resident Evils that were on the Wii, or you know, other violent. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, this game's not violent though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, okay. 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 Yeah. So it's not. So it's a non-violent Capcom game. Yeah. How about this? Red- is is this game part of a series is one we could ask. 
I like, I mean, so, sorry. It's its only game, right? Colin, you can ask your question about if you play as a weird pirate thing in this game. I think that's good. Are you sure? Well, just because I was thinking. There's think- also like Phoenix Wright and stuff like that from Capcom. There's just other games. Yeah, but they're not on. Ported, yeah, they're not on the Wii. They were all. I, I, I'm shocked. If I actually. I thought I, I might. I would. I, I would actually. Play, I would like to play it. If it you're is, probably like, right, though. Thing. That is probably not ported to the Switch. So, you know, what Capcom obviously... I, I, just, I missed that entirely. What else does Capcom do? They obviously have Mega Man. That's, That's about killing things, though. Sure. Yeah. And it's I, a platformer. I, I, I really think the series thing would help. I mean, yeah, it's about okay. blowing up robots. Yeah, but we also know it's not a platformer. And we know it's not violent. So it's not Resident Evil or, or Mega Man. Mm-hmm. What, what was the question we asked? Was it do you kill people or is it violent? I don't know. I think the the question was, is there killing? Is it about killing? killing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's like Street Fighters, but I don't know if any of those were ported to Twitch. Yeah. Hmm. Super interesting. That is very interesting. There's also the Disney stuff, like the, I think DuckTales was ported to, the DuckTales remake was ported. That's an old game, right? Well. Remake was a Wii game, I think. Let me get into weird territory of like we asked the century the game was released. It's like, what about if it's a compilation? What does that mean? Yeah. We we can ask this franchise the series question. Well, what if, if there's a Zach and Wiki 3DS game? I don't <laughs> know if that's true. I don't if Zach if Zach and Wiki's on the Switch, I want to download it and play it because that game's great. Yeah. Well, is this game part of a series? Yes. Oh. What series? What did they possibly do? Like, there's Okami, but you play as a, a wolf in that game. Okami is a good one. Yeah, but you play as a human. Yeah. And Monster Hunter, you do killing. Yeah, maybe exactly. That's the problem with Zachary Wiki. Is that, like, I don't know if they had like a DS or mobile game sequel or something. I don't. I don't think it there's, did. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, okay, Ace Attorney. I feel like there was a new. I feel like there's like an Ace Attorney port on the Switch. They were there only, is. they were only, but they were only handhelds. No, there was they? an Ace Attorney on on Wii also. Are you thinking there's some some that made it? There's also a Harvey Birdman game that they made too. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think all the Ace Attorneys and the Apollo Justice and the and the Miles Edgeworth games. Very DS, right? Yeah, they were all on DS. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I think so. Well, would you call that series and Zach and Wiki an adventure game? They're both adventure games, right? Yeah. So we can ask that. Is it an adventure game? It's part of a series. I'm asking that. Is it okay. an adventure game? Yes. <sighs> One more question and a guess. Oh, man. This Capcom- so we can do, do you practice law in this game and eliminate <laughs> that? Or we can do, do you, or we can go the Zach and Wiki, are you a little pirate boy? And then eliminate <laughs> that and then just try to lucky guess it. I don't know what you want. Like I played J- Zach and Wiki and I have positive memories of it, but I don't remember. You have a little sidekick too, right? Do you have a little monkey sidekick yeah, or how did that? Monkey yeah. How did that game work? You, you had a little monkey sidekick. Yeah. And you're, you're like a little swashbuckler. You have like a little. Sword. What was that? Capcom did a bunch of. They did like Ghost Trick too, which was also an adventure game in that era, but not not part of a series. Ghost yeah, and I wish I knew if it had waggle controls. It's pointer controls. Zach and Wiki, right? Is that right? Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe we could ask that. We could ask if the game has pointer controls. It's just we don't wow. have a question. Or maybe I'm wrong about none of the Phoenix rights being on Wii. 
I really, I I really didn't think so. I think you're right. I don't think there are, but there are. There, it was a downloadable eShop game. I think series, like a little downloady thing, Mm. something like that. Um, Let's just ask about the. You know, do you have a monkey sidekick? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm almost positive that there's no monkey. Does it it take place on a tropical island? But yeah, go. We're all pretty sure that doesn't have a sequel, though, right? We're pretty sure, but we don't know. We're we're a little bit lost in the woods here, Colin. This is just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Which That's one of those true. questions do you want to ask? It's probably neither of these, and Capcom had some other adventure game series that we're just yeah, not remembering. I want to eliminate Wiki, and then we can Hail Mary it. Hmm. Either way, I don't care which way we phrase it. Do you, do you play as a little uh, pirate boy in this game? No. Okay. Not. So okay. what's the, um, what's the uh, series that's like... Well, there's like Rub Rabbits. I don't think that was Capcom. That was Sega. That was Sega. Uh, Sega. Series two, like that. That makes it really interesting. Um, so, like, yeah, we have your Street Fighters, your uh, uh, a bunch of licensed games. We probably should have asked if we mentioned this yet. That would have helped. Too late. <clears throat> Are we on our last question? Is that yeah? What? This yep. is it. You're on your guess. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. So overconfident at the start. I'm thinking it's the Ducktales remake. It's not a platformer though. No, you don't play as a human though. And you, yeah, you play as a duck. I don't know. Uh, let me just one second, and then we'll we'll go. With what was that ghost trick thing you were talking about? Yeah, what's ghost trick? Well, that was also not a Wii game. That Part was that was also a DS game. Capcom did a lot of interesting stuff on the DS in that era. Monster Hunter, Red Steel's Ubisoft. Did they, do, did they do like a, a Harvey Birdman game at one point? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. But that wouldn't have been ported to Switch, right? I don't think so. There'd be no demand for it. <laughs> All right. We don't have it. Well, shall we give up? No, we should at least guess. We should at least guess Phoenix Wright. Shh. Okay, so Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright? Well, but I don't even know like which. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to call it. Like, it's 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 probably Phoenix Wright. You play as a human. It's not about killing people. I'm probably wrong about it not and being Capcom on the Wii. Didn't make Trauma Center, right? No, that was Atlas. Okay. I don't know. I I, I guess it's probably just the fir- like the first. So our it, best guess yeah. is Phoenix Wright something something. Yeah, Phoenix. The first one's Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Is it Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? It sure is. Hey! Yeah. Was on the Wii? Yeah. Um, I didn't a remember port that, at that all. Craig Harris called incredibly lazy. <laughs> 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 it's the DS assets on the Wii. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so I'm sure, I, I bet that's what was tripping us up for so long. Just, we just didn't think. And can you tell us if Zach and Wiki had sequels in his own Switch? Because I want to play them. Yeah. No sequels with Zach and Wiki. It's, Did you guys ever play these games? Trapped on the Wii. No, I never have. I want they're Phoenix, so, right? I love them. They're so good. The writing in them is so funny and clever, and they just feel very um they're very like cozy games where you become oh, really good games. you can become really good friends with the characters and like there's actual gameplay behind it's so much more clever than you think it is. Where like you cross-examine these witnesses and then you have to like spot them in their lie. 
And then like, no, no, no. Like, I know that's not true. And I have the evidence to prove it. And it's. And you, know, you annoy the judge if you do the hold it. when you, you do him wrong. They're like, yeah, that, that just just saying what he ate for breakfast. You, I was just. Go ahead. Did you play the ports on the switch? No, I like that's what I was just going to say is that like I love the original trilogy, but then there's more. There's like one or there's an Apollo Justice game and then Phoenix Wright comes back for another game and I never played those. And like I always see like every eShop sale, the they go on, they go deeply discounted. It's like get all the games for like 15 bucks. And Mm -hmm. I always think about buying them and I haven't yet. Well, listen to the journey this game has had. Phoenix Wright was released on the GBA in Japan in 2009. Yeah, they were, G- they, were, they were GBA games. Yeah. Huh. Ported to the Nintendo DS Worldwide in 2005. Ported to the Wii in 2010. Ported to the 3DS in 2014. Um, oh, it was also ported to iOS back in 2010. Then it hit uh, PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One in 2019. Just uh, last year, it was ported to Android. Yeah, it's like a million good. different ways the porting issue yeah. could have tripped us up throughout this whole thing. <laughs> I have a couple of them on uh, iPad. I guess, I guess it's just iOS, but I chose. I play. I replayed one on my iPad, and that was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still making them. That's what I'm looking up now. They made a couple. There was a child version. They made a couple spinoffs. They made a bunch of spinoffs. There's yeah, one that Edgeworth. Yeah, they made a couple Edgeworth spinoffs, but those those are those are a little bit. The gameplay is different. Like you're walking around from like an isometric perspective and exploring environments instead of it being like a point and click adventure. But then they made the Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is like it's the same gameplay but takes place in ancient times. Cool. Yeah. And wasn't Can there I, a crossover with Professor Layton? Yeah. Dude, that first Professor Layton game is so awesome. Right, like that era of like Layton and Phoenix Wright was just the best. And then you get games like Hotel Dusk in there too on the DS. Like what a great era. DS and was like, great. So the, here's, here's the thing that I struggle with is I have a little bit of like OCD. I guess it's not literally OCD. So allow me to rephrase, but I feel particular about how I like to play games and replay games. And I'm really interested in going back and like replaying Layton, but I can't remember. Like I literally don't know which ones I played and didn't played. And so my brain won't allow me to pick one up and play it. Like, I'm going to have to go back. Be like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to replay all six of them now because I can't, mm. I can't like take a guess at like, well, I think I played the first three. And so mm-hmm. that kind of stops me from kind of enjoying and picking back up and revisiting old franchises like that because I feel like I need to like do it the right way. Mm. It happened to me with some older Fire Emblem games. Like, yep. I know that I've played like half of the older ones, but not the other half. And I don't really want to replay games. But. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there's a new Fire Emblem coming out tomorrow, so I'll just play the heck out of that. Oh, yep. man, I'm, I'm so pumped. It looks like, dude, I think there's three Phoenix Wright games I didn't play. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. So that they, they retired Phoenix Wright, and there was a new attorney called Apollo Justice. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then I thought there was Apollo Justice and then one more, but there was Apollo Justice and two more, and I don't think I played either of those. Oh, I'm pumped. Dude, I'm downloading right. these. I have to hop to another thing, everybody. So I'm All right. Then let me wrap it up. <laughs> Nicely job, everybody. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you to Colin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. Side Gene Game Scoop and Wrap. Thanks, everybody. Yep.